educating our community about the impacts of gambling harm live from Our Lady of Mercy College, Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM. Welcome everyone live from Our Lady of Mercy College in Heidelberg in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Our Gambling Hub podcast on Live FM. My name is Ashley and my co-hosts for today are Mieta, Valentina and Tara. Our special guest today is Alyssa, a health promotion officer. Hi Alyssa, welcome to the show. Hi, it's lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. To start us off, what are the effects of gambling harm? Wow, there are a lot of different effects, um, but I think just to name a few, financial impacts are definitely a big one, um, but it doesn't always have to be as extreme as declaring for bankruptcy. It can really just mean not having enough money to you know, buy the things that you need or you want. Um, there are big impacts on people's relationships as well. We find that you know, if people have to hide how much they're gambling, it can lead to a lot of mistrust in, and tension in relationships and can ultimately lead to relationship breakdowns. Um, emotional impacts are a big one as well. If people are experiencing stress, anxiety, uh, anger, um, that can also create health problems, physical health problems as well, you know, such as insomnia, not being able to eat, and overall just not being able to take care of yourself physically and mentally. Um, and to add on to that one, um, what are the signs to look out for if someone's like experiencing gambling harm? Yeah, maybe they might be a bit withdrawn. They might feel um, isolated from their friends. They may not be doing the things that they used to be doing. Um, Where's the most popular gambling area? Yeah, definitely. So what we see is that people living in, you know, lower socioeconomic areas do experience greater levels of gambling harm. But within the Gamblers Help Northern area, we cover from Hume, uh, Melton, Darabin, Whittlesea, Banyul and Nilimbic. And in our catchment areas, we are seeing an increase of gambling expenditure within Hume, Melton and Whittlesea. Yeah. Do you feel like that's as if though there's more casinos and gambling places in that area? That's why it's so big? Yeah, mm. definitely. So, you know, in the lower socioeconomic areas, there is definitely an increase in the amount of pokies venues there are. Uh, what services do Gamblers Help offer? Yeah, so Gamblers Help offer a range of different services. As, you know, we talked to Jane before, she's a therapeutic counsellor who's there to talk about the more mental health side of things. And then we have financial counsellors. They're there to help people reduce their debts or protect their income and assets. Um, but I think a really great place to start for people who might not be ready to seek counselling is our peer programs. So we have a phone-based um, service called Peer Connection and that's statewide and that's a service where people who are currently experiencing gambling harm, they can talk to someone that previously experienced gambling harm. Really, it's there to let people know that they're not alone in what they're going through and really just for them to vent and to talk to someone that gets it. And then we also have our gambling harm recovery group as well. We also have that in person or on Zoom and it's held in West Heidelberg in person or um, for Zoom, it's across the state. So it really just depends on what suits the person. Um, why do you think so many people, like especially the young age, like young people using like sports bet? Like why do you think that's a, like, why do they use it? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. So what we're seeing is definitely a rise in advertisements. I'm sure if you guys watch TV, you would notice a massive increase of ads. There's about almost a thousand ads, gambling ads on TV each day. 
Um, and definitely the accessibility now that, you know, we've got gambling apps just at the touch of a button on our phone. We no longer, you know, need to leave the house to gamble. We can just do it from the comfort of our own home. And yeah, it's just another app on the phone and can be quite difficult to get yourself off once you start using it. Um, what's the most popular type of gambling? Um, I think we've definitely seen an increase in sports betting. Um, you know, as as we know, COVID lockdowns, we closed down the pokies venues and there definitely was a decrease in the amount of money people were spending at the pokies. Um, but then people started really using the online apps such as sports betting, um, and it was probably a, you know, a way for people to pass time as well. And, you know, after COVID lockdowns, they might have found themselves um, unable to stop using the apps as well. Yeah. Do you think gambling harm has gotten worse over the past, say, 10 years? Yeah, definitely. I think the amount of money that's being spent on gambling has definitely increased throughout the years. Um, as I said, with COVID, it decreased for a little bit, but it always it just goes back up. And now with the different types of gambling there are out there and just the ease of access to it definitely increases the amount of harm and money that's being spent on it. How much money gets spent a year from gambling? Yeah, good question. So Australia loses about $25 billion to the gambling industry each year. Um, and in Victoria alone, we spend about $5 billion. Um, around $1.5 to $2 billion is spent just on the pokies. Um, would you say like um, gambling is more seen in like men or women? That's a really good question. I think gambling harm or gambling just, um, you know, it doesn't discriminate. There's really no gender or age that limits it. But we do see that males do experience more harm um, from gambling. I think, you know, the peer pressure, especially for young men to start gambling with these sports betting ads. And, you know, you might feel like you're the odd one out if you're not gambling. And it just, again, creates that pressure for um, guys to start gambling more. If you were just tuning in, you're listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM, live from Our Lady of Mercy College in Heidelberg, Australia. My name is Ashley and my co-hosts today are Mieta, Valentina and Tara. And our special guest today is Alyssa, a health promotion officer. Um, over the, like the time of like um, during, especially like COVID when lockdowns hit us and all that, was there like, um, obviously there's more of an increase like on on um online gambling and all that stuff but did you see like it go down after COVID or did it still continue to stay up? That's a really really good question. I believe that it's continued to stay the same. Um, we saw about a 700 million dollar increase of sport betting losses um, from the first year of COVID and I think people have just gotten so comfortable with gambling online that it's just continued and I think the losses will definitely continue to increase because it's just another app on your phone like I'm sure most of us know it can be a bit hard to you know tune out of Instagram or TikTok um, and yeah again it's just another app on your phone that makes it really really difficult to put it away. Do you feel as if more people are seeking help now or it's still the same? Yeah that's a really really interesting question. I think Definitely Jane would know more about that. But what we are what we do know is that, you know, of all the people that experience harm, only 10% actually seek help. So there's still a lot of people out there not 
you know, going out to gamblers help services to get help because there's still so much stigma around talking about gambling harm and seeking help for it because it's so normalized within, you know, our culture and our community. People might, you know, feel a lot of shame or embarrassment for reaching out for help. But, you know, that's why we kind of do these things to raise awareness and try to reduce the stigma around talking about gambling harm so that we can encourage and empower people to really start seeking help because it, it's not something that's easy to get through or get over by yourself. You know, it's really important to have a great support system and professional help as well. Um, what age group is like gambling most like popular in? Yeah, good question. So we do find that people age 18 to 24 are the, I guess, biggest gamblers or not biggest gamblers, but gamble the most. And I think that definitely is, you know, due to, you know, once you turn 18, there's that excitement about getting to gamble because, you know, it's something new and exciting. But gambling harm doesn't discriminate to an age like anyone. You can be any age and experience gambling harm. When did you notice that gambling was becoming such a problem in society? Wow, that's a very interesting question. Um, really, after getting into this job and learning so much about how gambling impacts a community, I know for me personally, I you know live in an area where there is um, you know extreme gambling harm, and growing up, I never really realized that it was gambling harm within my community. Then after coming into this job and learning about all the impacts on the person, but then also the wider community, yeah, I've just really learned so much and it's put a lot into perspective for me. Um, do you personally think that gambling is going to continue to get worse or stay the same? Oh, that's, a, that's a good question. Personally, I hope. I hope that it will, but with any like, you know, legislation or laws, it will definitely take a while. It's not a quick fix. There's so much that goes into it. Um, so I don't know if it will happen anytime soon, but I hope, I really do hope that, you know, people become more aware of the harms and the risks associated with gambling um, and that people do start to reach out for help if they are experiencing harm. If there is one thing you could recommend to someone that is a gambling harm um what would that be that's a really good question I think um I had one thing to say I don't know that's a bit hard I think that's a bit out of my forte but I think just really normalizing talking about gambling and the harms associated with it you know I think especially as young people a lot of our friends will start sports betting and being on the apps and, you know, it creates a culture that, you know, encourages people to start gambling at such a young age and so excessively because there are so many apps. But then, yeah, I think it's really important to, you know, maybe ask your friends why they're gambling and is it because they feel the pressure because other friends are gambling? Um, yeah, and just really opening the conversation around gambling, not seeing it as a taboo topic and just yeah, normalising the conversations around it because it is so normalised within our culture. Um, when talking about gambling, like, is, like, what's the most popular use of gambling? Like, is it online, casinos, mm, yeah. pokies? Really good question. Um, so I think previously pokies were definitely the most popular and they definitely are the most harmful. But with the rise of sports betting and how easily accessible it is, we are finding that sports betting is becoming more popular, but also at the same time more harmful. Okay, thank you.
That's all we have for today. Thank you to our guest, Alyssa. It has been a great pleasure talking to you today. Live from Our Lady of Message College, Heidelberg in Melbourne, Australia. You've been listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM. My name is Ashley and my co-hosts today were Miera, Valentina and Tara. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you found the information today useful. Until next time, have a great day. Educating our community about the impacts of gambling harm live from Our Lady of Mercy College, Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM.